Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. On this episode 140, we have been to the cinema to watch The Exorcist Believer. So here are our thoughts on that in a minute. We have got a massive movie from the vault on this episode. Butch has picked two out of the bag. Friday the 13th, part three. And Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Let's do this. Well, you, in? you made a believer out of me. Um, I mean, one of our team, one of our crew is still very much being, is still in a cinema, possessed, probably, hopefully, puking pea soup over uh, over the uh, Atlantic or something. Like that. I don't know. He's swanning, swanning off somewhere. Fucking pussy. <laughs> do, you reckon do you reckon it's the exorcist? Um, you know the uh, the bad exorcist thing, like the what's it called? The the curse. Curse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's part of the curse now, um, and he's probably tied to a chair with a child behind him. Um, his words. Pardon. Uh, and then uh, yeah, so absent, absent without leave. <laughs> Again. So fuck him. <laughs> fuck you, Paul. <laughs> get your Jesus ass back Christ. on. This. Get your back ass back on air. And we love it. We, we, we'll see you soon. Get that demon out. Um but yeah, I've I've had a good couple of weeks, mate. I've, there's been some this it's fucking October. So yeah, of course of course I've been watching stuff. I hope you have too. Yeah, I've watched um, a few bits. I have watched Come to Daddy, the Elijah Wood movie that was in the Fright Fest quite a few years ago. Pretty damn good, I thought. Pretty damn good. It's um, a dark little tale that flips on its head halfway through. Um, it's fucking weird. It's an odd odd one, an odd movie. Dirty. I liked it, though. Um, VHS 85 is now on Shudder, um, so go and watch that. Now... I remember VHS 99, maybe not living up. This follows the same sort of like where it's shot, that gritty, you know, camera, like it's been like dragged through dirt. This one worked for me. I liked all the stories. I thought they were very well put together. Um, Very creepy overtone as well. I think it was Joshua or some creepy weird shape-shifting thing i don't know but go and check this bad boy it's on shutter now um i very highly recommend it i, I love this one i really did um totally killer out now on amazon with um what's her name erin something or other she's played sabrina uh kiernan shipka i think her name is um she's played sabrina and it also stars the mum from uh, modern family so Amongst another, amongst a, a few others, um, this one was quite fun. Bubblegum horror, definitely. Um, sort of like on the lines of um, what do we watch with the time travel one? We had, what well, we had freaky recently, and we had the happy, happy death day. Happy death day and happy death day to you. Sort of more happy death day to you, um, but still oh, good. I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Still good fun. It's like you know, a bit of time travel, a bit of stabby stabby thought it was going to be very very funny the, the comedy maybe didn't come through enough but the stabby stabby stuff was um was pretty good got the sweet stick sweet 16 killer quite interesting you're the master weird 
Um, and I watched randomly. I don't know why. I don't know why I watched this. I spit on your grave free. Vengeance is mine. <laughs> it follows on. So there's this. So I think what since 2010 they had the the sort of remake come out. There was four of them in there. Is there four? Uh, is there? Yeah, Deja Vu. I think. But that original, the the sort of original remake. This one follows on from that, and it's with the same woman, and she's sort of in group therapy. And then goes on a sort of vengeance spree, basically. She ends up very, very fucked up at the end. But you, case surprise, I mean, she was viciously raped. <laughs> so, yeah, not not bad little, very gory. Not much of a story. And not, it's maybe a bit low budget, but very gory. And the, the, the special effects were done very well. They all pretty much are, aren't they, really? Mate, there's, down to the gore. there's a dick cutting scene in this, which is just beyond... <laughs> so, wow yeah did make me squeeze but that's me I've, I've watched a few bits and i've still got plenty of october left to go what about you wow i went on went on a bit of a william friedkin kind of um like look around uh, um because like i really like obviously exorcist is like one of my favorite films of all time but i have always picked up a, a film at work uh, off the shelf that's called the sorcerer um it's nothing to do with sorcerers uh, which it like it could be mistaken for um but it, it's not an, it's not really a horror but it's it's got horrific things in it um but literally it's probably one of the best films i've ever seen it was just absolutely amazing it's got your boy from um jaws in it uh roy, roy schneider roy schneider yep and uh is it basically i don't really want to talk about it much because it's it's an intense film man and you can tell it's like william freaking as well and i i went on a bit of a dive because like there was a whole documentary about it afterwards it was like 70 minutes long which was really really good so i watched the whole of that but i really wanted to go and watch it because i don't want to really tell you what it's about and it's just really really intense and it's very very clever um other than that nice. other than that i i believe that you've watched it as well i've watched um gen v which is a spin-off from the boys which is really absolutely nuts <laughs> blood it, and gore all over the place yeah happy happy very yeah. happy with this yes it's done a great job it's, it's it's on a par with the boys really good interesting but the effects are crazy man it's just like it's, it's all out in it like loads of just guts and gore and yeah if that's your thing go and check it out if you like the boys you'll love it um but that's uh and i've watched half of um uh vhs 85 i will okay. get the other half done and, and you're liking it so far yeah yeah i, really, I love it it's the nice. 80s man who's not to love the <laughs> 80s it's, it's bloody brilliant it's really good that yeah. first one with like the the shots that are coming out of nowhere and the the bloody violence and the gore structure and the way that the dismemberment mental in it it's in, incredible yeah catches you off guard <laughs> yeah yeah very very cool all right let's get on to some news then bud you got so much yeah have you seen literally just announced hot off the press that um, that one of the Freddy screen screen used Freddy gloves is going up and it's screen worn and it's going up for sale on the old prop store of London. 
Um, well, Prop Store London is one in, in America as well. But apparently it's a one of a kind. Um, it's going up for sale. Um, and I don't know how much they're valuing it. At. Oh, it's a shame. I was going to get my pocketbook out. Oh, there you go. The current absentee bid for this incredible piece of horror history is already over a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, hundred thousand pounds. Hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, with bidding scheduled to end uh, on Thursday, the November the ninth. So get your pennies out, Mister Butch. Get a screen-used Freddy glove. Would be upset if I put the house up. Dude, it comes, <laughs> it, it comes with um, the plans and everything. It looks mad. Wow. Like just all the original sketch of it and everything. Can you imagine having that? Imagine you won the lottery this weekend. It's like, oh, what's your a, what's your splurge? A, what's your splurge? I'm gonna go and spend a couple hundred grand on a on a glove. <laughs> I don't know, man. I reckon. What do you reckon? Ballpark figure. Where do you reckon that's gonna end up? Three fifty. Really? Yeah. I'm I don't going, think I'm, I don't think it'll hit a mil. I'm going I'm going five fifty. Alright, okay. Half a mil. We'll have a little look. So ninth it ends on the ninth, so we'll do some research and we'll get back. Alright, sweet. I'm gonna write that down so we don't forget. <laughs> yes, yes. Alright, other than that, I got some news. We got we're heading to like the winter the winter Alright boy festival season. So for, for Love of Horrors around the corner um they've pretty much gone lost boys this year lost boys is their thing they've got upwards to keeper sutherland jason patrick which is amazing including alex when they got loads um the usual guff they're also going for terrified too uh this time they're getting the actresses down and the actors down from that so that's pretty cool a couple of you know james duke courtney nick castle which is great um but i thought this was um really mad really 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 mad they got jenna jameson so yeah zombies loads, zomb- of, ho- loads of horror chops zombies 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 i mean she's done a lot of and other stuff porn exactly Has so horror pornos how do i get tickets <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i bet you want to go now right uh yeah so there you go that's pretty cool and um, also london film and comic con mm, i've got a few horror treats as well um they just announced Kit Harrington for one, John Snow. But Tony Todd apparently is going to be there, along with a lot of guests from um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I still need to watch. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, I don't know about, about that. I'm like, I'm seeing empty tables with disappointed people. Because <laughs> I just can't see the pulling. Miss, I think we missed the boat i think there's a cult following there that we've I don't not know there is dude because i've heard nothing but bad stuff about it yeah but not in a good bad way though oh, like okay. not in the, not in the, the poor butcher good bad way like this is like yeah it's just like i don't know we'll see well also we got a couple of um old school ones i can't remember the names now but there's some house of cemetery some like proper like old old um guard as well there's a, there's a mix so it looks pretty cool um there's still no one that i really want to go and see can't believe you're no, not going to see. They, they really need to get their 80s stars out don't they like i'd love it if they just got some just some classic 80s horror stars out you know i just i'm waiting i'm waiting i hope they do it right a, a big pool well quite an interesting one i read uh, as well like um terrified 2 
is getting a uh, cinema release, obviously, close close Christmas, November the 1st. I think it's in America, not over it. Um, but the people who get tickets to go and watch it are getting a teaser trailer for Terrifier 3. Ooh. Already got a little teaser. So go, America, go get your tickets for that. Tell us all about it, please. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there'd be like a, like a little, I don't know, dog evil dog sort of uh clown to join join the tribe i don't know I, i'm expecting it to go batshit like what the last one wasn't batshit enough for you <laughs> no but i think it's gonna go even crazy <laughs> i think it i think it's gonna go like evil dead free sort of it's gonna go mad i just know it i got a feeling it's just gonna start yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know you got any other news um i've only got a, a little bit of trailer news <clears throat> did you see the trailer for toxic avenger oh my god yes uh peter how Dinkins, good does that look that's it's a scene in, yeah scene in the cafeteria cafe and it's like yeah fucking like blood guts. fun 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 cannot fucking wait there's been lots of like guerrilla sort of marketing for this at like different festivals and it looks fantastic the poster looks insane i mean i don't know if everyone knows but i met lloyd kaufman in uh New York Comic Con, he's a fucking genius marker. He really is. Um, so, yes, cannot wait for that one. And, it, uh, you know, this is like... The trailer does it justice. It looked look like the, the original Justice is corny as hell, which is, is how it should be. But I can't wait. I think it looks really cool, man. I just hope they go proper all out, you know, um, special effects like, yeah. I don't want none of that, like, CGI shit. Nah, of course it won't. Um, all right, cool. Um, okay, if that's all we got, let's get on to our main review. worlds with hope and dreams and a desire to be happy dad something's going on with my daughter it's happening to my daughter too the devil has one wish wherever those girls went they brought something back with them (laughs) to make us lose faith i believe you can help get our daughters back to kill it in us and the devil never gives up She knows who I am. Where's the other girl? What you're doing here is dangerous. People have died on both sides of possession. Come home, baby. Come back to us, okay? (laughs) If you don't make it, I don't make it. Mama! 
What is it, baby? I can't, I can't do you. Baby, I'm right here. I don't want to go to hell. God, play that trick on you. <laughs> there are two heartbeats. Is it working? They're beating in sync. Be strong. What did you do? One girl lives, one girl dies. You get to choose. Okay, our main review. We've been waiting for this for a long time. So we got to go to the cinema to watch the exorcist believer so we went and booked this in 4dx because it was the only showing in our cinema that was near us that was doing the showing it was in a 4dx that was the only one we could go so that's the one with the moving chairs spits out water and you smell stuff and, and everything like that it's pretty intense but we decided to go for it anyway a little synopsis before we get into the nitty-gritty of this When single father Victor Fielding's daughter, Angela, and her friend Catherine show signs of dynamic possession, it unleashes a chain of events that forces him to confront the nature of evil. Terrified and desperate, he seeks out Chris McNeil, the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. Yes. There we go. So, directed by David Gordon Green, who brought us the latest Halloween trilogy, and back on executive producing Danny McBride. Um, right, that's what they want to do is just, you know, bring up all shit. I think we should start. This has been fucking not well received um, so far, what I've seen. Um, but, you know, it's not The Exorcist. There's been, what, five other attempts at sort of like different sort of strings to The Exorcist bow um, that we saw. Not to seen. mention TV shows. TV show, which was incredible. That was that was good. But like this compared to the other lot, the other lot that they've done before this, it's it's up that it's it sits for me, um, probably below the TV series, but right up there in terms of a go, having a go. What it didn't, what it did too much of for me was concentrate on trying to rehash, almost like rehash, which they did. They rehashed some of what was in um the the exorcist um i don't think they needed to but if they let the bits that were just kind of original fucking enjoyed it and i enjoyed the experience of the the imax so it's sort of a a a double-edged sword on this one what about you what do you think so yeah i i obviously i saw some of the reviews when the non-spoiler reviews before i went in um and i to be honest I, i was you know i do always go in with the kind of idea that you know put you know it's not going to be you know the exorcist is, is, is you know come on guys you got to think about it. the exorcist was one of its kind one of the things that comes along in in like a blue moon that hits hard the timing that it was brought out the way it was made the way it was acted everything about it you are not going to be able to re- recreate that so i know that i went in there with the lowest of low expectations my expectations were in the gutter for this the absolute gutter and it wasn't as bad as everyone's making it out to be 
it's not horrifically bad but for me the film makes some really bad choices for me but you know but yeah i think i think you hit nail on the head it's it's about those those choices and it's like mm. um like you know we start off with um dogs fighting and it's like okay and, and i had a unique exorcist experience when i was 18 and it had a re-release in the cinema and you know my some of the you know werewolf dan it, it fucking freaked the fuck out of me it was a it's a fucking true masterpiece of a horror movie and you know you're never going to you're never going to tip it over never but bringing it up to the sort of this why of course you're going to get we've had so many possession movies of course we had but to be in that sort of line of succession i don't know it's hard it's hard and you're always going to get rinsed but there were some good the girls in it were fucking incredible Mm. the acting from those two girls were absolutely amazing I should really say their names. That would be um, a bit of a shit if I wasn't to be able to do that. And I'm just obviously um, dragging this on because I don't know their names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking, to help you out. <laughs> yeah, we're talking Olivia O'Neill, who was Catherine, and uh, Lydia Jewett, who was um, Angela. Those two girls were absolutely fantastic. And it really played on um the innocence of these two which i thought was great um and it's didn't go jump into the ouija board world and when there there were some moments that of, of like real like horror there were some moments of real horror and mm. uh, if you take the complete like i'm gonna rip and you know rip off what was in the first one if you take those parts away from it you're looking at not a bad horror movie, I think, when it comes down to it. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what? The first 45 minutes, I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was, it was, it was winning me over. It really was. Because like you said, you know, we staffed the movie, right? And we're following a guy and his wife and she's clearly pregnant. And I quite like the setting and I really like the idea. We're going to go to spoilers with this guy. So if you want to come back, I can watch the film and come back to it. But I thought the way it started as well with the fact that they lose, you know, he had to ultimately make a choice whether he was going to have his wife survive or the baby survive because, they, you know, they were in a um, an earthquake. Yeah. So this is like, you know, we're here. This guy is ultimately got to come up with the worst decision ever that no one should have to make. And then obviously we time jump to where his daughter's older and the connection between the 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 dad and the daughter was really strong and they set it up really really well and then like you touched on with the innocence of the children we didn't need to know the kind of their backstories you see their wholesome girls they come from nice backgrounds they go to a good school you know they don't get involved with ouija board what they do is really innocent because all they want to do is kind of contact her mum that's deceased and obviously they mess around with it and go missing for like um, three de- for three days for three days yeah and now what what in the intentional way the film portrays it is that they were in hell for three days wandering around because their feet are all burnt and they're all cut up and 
and they've obviously messed with something that's trapped them in there for three days or you know and um and then they're found obviously and this is where it kind of you know again it, you know the film goes back to uh harking things from the first movie where you know they're, they're getting examined you know shot for shot there's you know which you can forgive it is like you know it's trying to pull at people's heartstrings to to kind of uh, you know get you to think oh yeah fan service whatever and but but you know what it did creep me out the the, the connection between the girls and the way you know they're they're talking and the way, where they're acting you know it mm-hmm. did creep me out what about you yeah totally like and even like on from that when they're out of the hospital um and we then get sort of the moments you know the increased sort of tension and the father as well of, of angela was played it very um stoic he was he was very sort of like didn't really know what to make of it and then you got the the, the parents of uh catherine who were like you know part of a religious you know a religious group um and sort of playing it they play it completely different where he's sort of going down the mental health route they're going down the sort of the community religious route and you get this incredible and it is not bad the bit in the church like they could have gone further there's there's elements where we feel that like where the exes you know the bit with the fucking crucifix in the first one we didn't get that moment do we need it don't know but like well they tried didn't they we'll talk about that in a minute yeah it's just like the church scene i just think like you know they i said to you i said it's a 15 man they're just like i they're bound to a certain amount of of what they can do and i get it because they want to get they want to get bums on seat they want everyone to go watch this movie which they probably have it's probably made bank i not even look but it's probably made loads of money but it's just like i'm not going to say it's paint by numbers because it isn't they tried they've tried something different however for me it just didn't land at all because it just breaks down halfway through and i and did you not feel that um that they concentrated on one side more than the other like because i felt the girl with the religious family they didn't really focus on that side of it much no i think that was maybe i think that was purposeful though that's intentional like, but why following angela but why i think because of the ending really because, because because yeah but because like there's a really really good bit where they go to um i can't remember what's the other girl's name Catherine. Catherine's what? house yeah and it's all messed up smashed up the 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 dad's just like sat there beaten and you know upstairs is Catherine like obviously fully possessed like (laughs) really crazy this is very much the reagan moment really like this is sort of most reagan sort of nod whatsoever to it well let's, Um, let's get down to brass knuckles before we get onto that the reintroduction of ellen burston shoot I don't know. Like, I didn't need it. Didn't need I it. Did, I didn't need her to be in it. I didn't Absolutely need to be not. in it. I didn't um, need her to be in it. It was uh, it was sort of like an opportunity for a bit of that nostalgia. Some of the bits they did, like the same thing they did in Halloween. Why not? It's sort of like, but I didn't. Yeah, but she need wasn't. It. She wasn't good. She wasn't given anything. No, <laughs> she didn't act very well. No, they it, didn't. She wouldn't, didn't give her any substance. They got us. You know, she got stabbed in the eyes. Um, she well, this did is the a bit. This is, I think this is the intentional bit that they wanted to be the shock moment. 
and it wasn't shocking enough that's the thing because it, it was a 15 it wasn't shocking enough that's what really annoyed me like they said with the church you know there wasn't enough, for me there weren't enough cunts in it you know there, there weren't any any of that sort of stuff there wasn't one moment where i was like oh uh, fuck there there was a degree like when we get towards the end of it there's a fucking interesting choice which we'll talk about in a minute but um but most of it, like the where the, where it should have been, like that moment where she got stabbed in the eyes, where the church, where she sort of does that sort of like it, taking away the innocence and stuff. It's not enough. They they needed no. to do something a bit more, and they didn't I, have the the balls to do it. No, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I said to you, like, didn't I? I said, like, you know, um, talk to me. Did it in the right way, and that was a fifteen, and that was shocking. But yeah. I'm, I, you know, you can't compare it. But w- what I'm saying is, is just like, come on, you've got the keys to this massive, like this, this franchise, and you really, you know, it was winning me over at some point. I mean, I don't know whether it is also partly for the 4DX because those chairs just threw us around, and it's like, mm-hmm. especially the jump scare bits, because it was like I was all relaxed, totally, all my muscles relaxed, and then literally I was almost like just not going to sleep but i was almost like in a state where i was just like it's fully engrossed and then bang it biggest, hit me out of the seat and i literally i laughed my ass off biggest takeaway for me 4dx horror movies yes 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 because those jump scares are it do make yourself very exaggerated it and, it, and, it, it and it gets you that's, that was we've quite been, cool we've been to ones where it hasn't like we went to <laughs> saw book of saw and it was terrible wasn't it and, mm. yeah but that's i digress anyway yeah, so let's get back to it. So yeah, Ellen Burstyn, completely pointless. I just think that they could have done without it. Maybe they needed her for the pool. Um, you know, um, I spoke to listener of the pod, Simon, and he said that he told me a bit of information that apparently uh, previous to it, she got the script and she said it was so good she couldn't put it down that she had to come and do it. And I was like, maybe that script got rewritten 10,000 times maybe after well, maybe <laughs> that's just a, a i don't know what out, she read yeah a pop out I, thing to say i don't know man <laughs> it's just like yeah um but yeah i mean yeah so we carry on with the film and yeah like the, the main sort of chunk of this i suppose the last half hour it's all around the exorcism which is like very collaborative it's very sort of let's bring the catholic church into this which again was all faiths yeah you know there's um um yes all 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 sort of different diverse face and it's all about bringing the community together to construct something and, and work it through again i get it is that was nice it's a nice way of looking at things and it's a nice thing but for me the relationships between them all and sort of like i suppose i could have done there was a slight montage i love a montage but that montage wasn't enough for me to believe that all these people were really like together in what's going on or knew they sort of just blagged in it and it was very apparent apparent that they were blagging it do you know what else i would have liked some more freaky stuff like shit happening out of the blue do you know what i mean because nothing like the original like some really weird stuff happens doesn't it like it's just like weird shit happening there wasn't enough of that and and then when they brought all these people from different faiths together i really didn't like any of them because there was no background to him. There was, you know, when you think about the original priest from the original movie, it, it's like you, you felt connected to him because you knew all about him. You knew that they weren't quite in the faith. 
where this one they brought in a priest right in the last minute that was just umming and ahhing whether he wanted to do it. Yeah, and it was and then, like, I didn't care if he died or not. I didn't care about him. No. Nah. And then I was passed over to the neighbour, who was like an ex-nun, who, again, I didn't really care that much either, even though she was kind of supposed to be the hero. Or was she? I don't know. It was a bit weird. Then the Catholic... The backstory. Ch- yeah, and then the Catholic guy come in, like, right at the last minute, and then the dad and... Because the dad, the dad of Catherine was a bit of a douche. And, like, you you know, there couldn't be any weak point. And we knew he was the... We could cl- clearly see he was the weak point and he was going to do something stupid. And he did. Um, he did really stupid. Because, like, obviously this demon's being tricksy and asking for the Sophie's Choice moment, you know? So this uh, this, this demon <laughs> is not Bazizu, is it? I don't think so. If it's, it is. It's a different I, demon, I, isn't it? If it is, I don't... I didn't really see that connection unless they yeah no, he, I don't think it is. apart from like what's the face that like you said uh saying oh, I've, I've seen you before and i'm like well i don't think you have uh, i don't really know enough about that if it is I, if it were if it was supposed to be then i was like oh, unimpressed <laughs> yeah. um but you know, he does give a little bit of a choice, and he says one of them can live if you make the choice. And the mum and the dad, the, uh, the mum's looking at the dad of the other one, and they both go, are you, and you're thinking, they're not going to do it. They're together. And then they sort of, like, get distracted, and then, boom, the dad says, I made the choice for Catherine. And he fucking, obviously, you know, he made the wrong tricked. choice. But, yeah, because she, Never she, trust a demon. She gets dragged down to hell. Now, that bit for me where oh, it was quite naughty because he's obviously fucked up. He's, he's It's a real hard choice. Obviously, Angela lives, but the way they sort of do the dragging down to hell, you sort of see um, a sort of cutaway of uh, what's going on in Catherine's head mm. and her soul and her, you know, she's in she's back in like this like really dark, dank place and she just gets dragged. And that's like, that kind of went, oh, it hit me in the feels that day. Yeah, it could have been, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a little too little too late um, for me. But yeah, I did like that bit. Yeah, that was probably the most disturbing bit of the movie. (laughs) I don't know. I think one of the the ones that freaked me out a little bit was, um, we're going back a bit, but when they're in the house and the the dad is um, in the bathroom and he puts her to bed and then he's back in the bathroom and he literally turns around. And she's right there. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a bit, that kind of put a little bit of the willies up me, man. I'm telling you. He gets thrown through the ringer. He gets thrown against the wall. He gets head butted at one stage, but he's, he's a bit of a weird character, the dad, because he got the girls, but he, he was doing the investigation part of the whole, of the horror movie and digging up and stuff. And he was very much just going to stick her in a, a mental institution at one stage. But, you know, we find out a nice little tidbit about him as well. That was kind of thrown at him around. The maybe, maybe that's why he was a, as a bit less kind of, um, you know, the, he, there's something not right. Because we no, find out he didn't that feel... he actually made the choice to keep yeah. his wife and not the child. Because he didn't, he just didn't feel, even though we knew that they had this relation, great relationship, we could see that. He just felt when it was like the possession time, he just felt... N- he was desperate, but not. There was just some lack of desperateness missing from there was him. Not enough guilt. Mm. Something, needed something more. Something was not there for me. So yeah, but 
all in all, it, it was I, it was an enjoyable enjoyable it was an enjoyable watch i but i not i didn't <laughs> should it have been an enjoyable watch i don't know it was like it wasn't bad it wasn't just um but it didn't fuck me up and it didn't you know there wasn't like that moment where i'm like i'll be talking about forever that's the no. thing there isn't that there isn't that that to it and the fact that you told me that there's a couple more of these down the pipe as well two more yeah jesus christ but like i i don't know it's just like you know it, it was okay back who are they bringing back next then? I don't know. Because we do get a stupid cameo at the end. Spoilers, Linda. Well, yeah, maybe they've again. backed a load of cash up on a drive. I don't know, but yeah, it's just it was just like yeah, it could have been it could have been better. I think I'd rather see uh, her in waxwork again, like a wax waxwork no. sequel. No, no. <laughs> they just need to give the money to somebody that's like got a fresh idea. But he's doing them all. Yeah, I know. I know. It'll just be like so, churning them out. It'll get bums on seats. It'll make loads of money. That's all they care about. I don't think they really, really care about the, you know, the hardcore fans anymore. They just wanna, they just wanna churn them out. It's just this, like, this is the first first weekend of it. Um. Yeah, I think it's first weekend in it. So it's mm-hmm. done about it's done about fifty one million so far. Yeah. It's not like groundbreaking i mean you look at the ones that are done you know over 200 money. Stuff. well you know this year none two was up but up to uh nearly 250 million arrest my case <laughs> so there we go insidious made a good movie insidious made 108 188 that was quite good i enjoyed it evil dead rise now on netflix has done 146 so there's that's some good, good a lot of money in horror this year interesting i mean talk to me all the way up to 88 million fuck those boys have done good um so yeah i don't know man it was just it was just yeah it's all right i'd reckon i'd i'd go and watch it get your own make your own mind out don't listen to the critics um and go and watch it in 40x (laughs) i'd go and watch it in 40x i think that made it that enhanced it a little bit for me but i don't know with the ratings on this man I don't know. I'm 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 going for seven. Six. <laughs> Way too high. <laughs> Way too high, man. Six. Way. Seven. I don't know. Five. Five. And five. I five think... breaths out of ten. And right. that's generous. That's six. generous. Six. Six no, maybe. I, I, it's a recommend for me. You like? Cool. You have your recommend. Yeah. I'd recommend go and watch it. Go and see it. It was, it's enjoying, than the other... it was an enjoyment of an experience to have. Mm. however the film wasn't that great because the acting was outstanding and those girls were brilliant as the girls the girls were fantastic i think everyone around them was the worst things yeah the next door neighbor was horrific and she's been in a lot didn't care about her i didn't care about her no didn't care about any of them really you know and i just i just think sometimes i personally have to be invested in the characters a bit for me to really care about but anyway enough 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 go and check check it out for yourself i've been waiting for this one let's get the movie from the vault out
Weekends are a good time to escape to the woods. Unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Because 13 is an unlucky number. But out here, so are 1 through 12. Because these are Jason's woods. And nobody leaves them alive. Friday the 13th, part 3 in 3D. Jason, you can't fight him. You can't stop him. And now, you can't even keep him on the screen. Friday, the 13th, part three in 3D. Now, when it comes to killing in Jason's woods, Jason will come to you. Friday, the 13th, part three in 3D. A new dimension in terror. It will scare you. on it. We have two movies from the vault, so I'm going to get to read two synopsis. You greedy bugger. <laughs> You're greedy, but I love it. So the first one, well, we're going to do them both in tandem. See what happens. Friday the Thirteenth, Part Three, 3D, from 1982. Jason Voorhees stalks another group of friends who have just arrived the weekend at a cabin near Crystal Lake. You know, that's that's a nice quick uh, synopsis there. That's pretty much what all of them are about, pretty much. Um, and then the final chapter, starring a bit of Corey Feldman. Um, after being announced dead and taken to a morgue, Jason Voorhees spontaneous revives, escapes from the hospital and stalks a group of friends renting a house in the countryside near Crystal Lake. <laughs> now, this is quite interesting because we've got two Friday the 13th movies, both Cabin in the Woods movies, but two very different movies. We have one in 3D, um, which is kind of very humorous in its in its approach and the second and the, the number four the final chapter it's a bit more dark and moody i'd say a little bit uh, more yeah yeah what what, what 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 do you think about these bad boys mate well let, should we get into should we get into number three first let's do it like i'll tell you what i fucking love this movie man i absolutely <laughs> forgotten how much I mean, I, I love the first one, obviously, it's a classic. And the second one is, is quite good. But, man, fucking, we're getting into the, like, proper good shit. <clears throat> because this, obviously, was brought out in cinemas in 3D. And this was probably, what, one of the first movies, uh, probably after Jaws? Yeah, before, this was, so, uh, what was, when was Jaws 3D? Because <laughs> there was a bit of, like, everything free was, like, Okay, this is like a bit of a craze with the, the, the with the little glasses 
um you know the was it called was it green and red the green and red glasses blue, blue and red i think it was was that uh, blue, was it jaws 3 was like 1983 so this is after jaws 3 yeah. 3d was after this oh okay interesting but it's like it open it follows on straight from two yeah which was cool like and and we, we we meet like this guy and his absolute cunt of a wife <laughs> which is really right. horrible but like straight away with the 3d with the pole and the washing <clears throat> the the rattlesnake in the in the um rabbit's hutch launching out like yeah. everything in the first like 10 minutes of this film is just like let's just get loads of 3d stuff and it's just a bit weird it was a bit like it's a bit com- comedic in areas when i it, don't it, know if they how they polished this one up because you watch the jaws 3d one right and it's hard to watch that without knowing that it's 3d Whereas yeah. this one, even though you can see the 3D bits, it's still very watchable. Oh, yeah. But they're obvious bits in there that we'll get to later. But, like, th- this guy, straight from the bat, like, is just a, a bit of a weirdo eating fish food. Like, literally disgusting, living in a little shop in the middle of nowhere. And then, and then literally Jason attacks just from nowhere. The, the toilet kill, I call it. Yeah. Which yeah, was... the, the, the the unhinged, the poor guy having a, like the first one, like having a proper shit on the toilet. <laughs> and he gets up, he don't even fucking wipe. Literally no. thinks, oh, I'll get up and have a look. I'm not going to bother wiping my ass. Worst shop ever. <laughs> and he, he takes a shit and you can hear it. It's disgusting. Yeah, well, he's going around eating all the produce as well. I don't know yeah. who actually is coming eating to Eating fish food. But we have to ask the question in here. Did did I did ask? Did Jason get laid? Because Gypsy, old Gypsy Field, or yeah. whatever her name is, she gets she's the one sort of the main sort of hero, heroine in this, and she's like gets knocked out by Freddie uh, by Jason. Sorry, Whew, kill me, and uh, get what. Does, he doesn't kill her. So what else does he manage? She manages to escape. What has he done with her? He, he, I, I just, All right, get your mind out of the gut. There's a time. There's a, I think Jason got laid in this one. Personally. No, no, no. So. no. He's not that sort of person. He, he's not. He, he, he is the one that kills the people doing the fucking. We well, know that. This is the thing. Both movies in tandem, right? Got a group of kids. You know, that's that's the that's, that's final fame, dude. Man, come fame. on. But he just goes through them and through them and through them. Every scenario, whether it's like a little bit of like comedic version. And this one's hilarious as well, the third one, because he's very much like like Cabin in the Woods, that hot, that cheap, you know, the the sort of piss take horror, you know, with um, four yeah. and stuff. It's based on this movie, you know, like it's based purely on this one with the Joker, the stoner, the sex, but you know, it's purely based on this. Oh, it's taken tropes from it. Yeah. 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 But this one, we get the mask. Did you write down when we, when we first see the mask? This is the first one. Yeah. This is what I like. 54 minutes in, we see the mask for the first time. Yeah. I don't know. I like this one because it it introduced uh, like all these kids and they all have their little, little things like, there's the, the 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 dickhead one that basically keeps playing pranks, but he like loves special effects and drama and stuff. T 
and um and then and then the 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 fucking crazy punks that they introduce i love it because they just introduce all these people just to get more kills yeah and i, I just love it I, I love that just all the kills man there's just the kills in this just because it, it's a bit slow to begin with it's a bit slow it does take a while to get into it it lays a lot of character stuff up and it's just like but then when they get into the kills man ah oh, it, it ramps up it doesn't stop and we get some good ones in this one as well with like my my vote for best kill is upside down Andy. I called him. The oh one yeah, on his hat, the, the one his hands. He's just like literally doing literally handstands everywhere he goes. What the fuck? He's the jock, and then they're hanging around with like two hippies. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is the, the hippies was purely there for comedic kind yeah. of quality. They, it's like they weren't even with the others though, wasn't it? It was like all their stuff is shot away from the others. It's almost like they weren't in that cabin with him. It was ridiculous. But in and, this and one, what the fuck? What the fuck is up with her boyfriend? He's like fifty. I think his name was Ricky. <laughs> he is like meant to be a fucking teenager. He's like fucking 40, 40 50 oh, years yeah. old. Yeah, I thought that was fucking very weird. Um, <laughs> and he's but, a fucking creep. He was a big creep, but he, it's all right. He gets thrown through a fucking window. <laughs> yeah. After he gets his head crushed, which was great. Ipop. Three um, D ipop. Three D ipop. Oh. I called that bit Popeye. Nice. I like the spear gun as well, the 3D. Very oh, good. We're getting to that. Jesus Christ. But she she kicked his ass. Like the the end sort of like cat and mouse. It wasn't. She really did kick Jason's ass. Hmm. Don't you think? Oh like, yeah, she gave she gave him a bit of a run around. Yeah. I mean around <laughs> fucking I mean, run around <laughs> he's getting battered mate he, he does like, actually he, he is a, he is a bit of a um a bit of a, a pussy in this one because he's like he, did, did you think in this one that he was a bit more of a bumbling idiot and number three 100 you know, he keeps doing things a bit stupid he he gets fooled quite a lot and he's like you know he trips over a few times he drops his machete he's like yeah, what, Jason? What are you doing, mate? <laughs> sort your life out. Doesn't she, get, like, doesn't she do like a weird like backflip through a window or something like that as well onto the? Or was that in the? Is that in the fourth one where she does a, a backflip? No, no, no. The, this, this is the one where she gets out the window to run away from him. And I put in my notes, "Thank God for cheap '80s jackets," because her jacket gets caught. It's a great bit because she's hanging out the window. Mm. And it's that bit where she gets through the bathroom window and you think, whenever you're trying to run from somebody, uh, I don't know if you have this, and you think, oh, you're getting through the window. In every horror movie, suddenly they appear. And it's great because he's grappling with her and he's like, he's got her by the throat. And he's like literally pulling her up. And somehow she gets free, but her coat gets caught and it rips. And then she just slams on the ground. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, she but... gets away from him, doesn't she? She's just like fucking crazy well yeah but he's in the barn and he's getting she hangs him and then he's like a fucking the guy comes out get his hand chopped off and that was all 3d it's supposed to be 3d as well um and he gets an axe to the head to finally finish him off but it's like or well you know sort of but this one as well i thought was quite funny because when we talk about the fourth one in a minute they didn't rely on the nudity there was no real nudity in this one they sort of softened the nudity a little bit and they upped there's a little bit there's a little bit bit. but 
But they teased you a bit because it was like the hammock, wasn't it? They were having sex in the hammock. Yeah. And um, she had a shower. And even then, very noticed that the camera angles. And I just thought that was pointless because eventually they used to... I would like to know, because I don't think there is, like, you know, is there a certain amount of boobage that you can show on TV without becoming a porno or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think you're allowed to show Bush. I don't know, but like she was wearing pants in the shower. But like, um, <laughs> glad you uh, did the note. research on that took, for us. Took note on that one for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah you're right. that that I gotta go back to it. You touched on it. The, the, that kill of her boyfriend, where he's just always walking around on his hands. That fucking machete kill where he sliced. That was in fucking insane. Yeah. Special effects on that were horrific isn't great not only that he gets put in the ceiling <laughs> yeah all like, rattled oh, up in the ceiling. Oh, loved it it was great and she was do you notice the little fangoria magazine moment as well yeah yeah i did yeah. <laughs> like that so that was great that was um that and that was very number three was very like funny yeah i i, I don't think it was overly funny i think it was just about enough humor to put in there but, but there's the, yeah go on you go from number one. Remember when we watched number one? Oh, that, serious, and it was serious. Very serious, very point of view. And it was very uh, dark, very Henry Portrait of a Silicon, sort of very like shit. Is that fucking dark? <laughs> it was dark. I thought it was dark. And I think for this time, it was very dark. Second one, again, um, followed that POV. This one was kind of. Yeah, I mean, the second POV. one was, it, it was just like that whole camp. It was still the camp, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it was still, it was still kind of like, the whole, you know, all the kids around the camp sort of shit, where this one is kind of like, yeah, the kids go in to rent a cabin, so we're off of, like, Camp Crystal Lake. But in this one, we get the face reveal, which we have yes. not had. Yes. Fucking which hell. Who plays cool. Friday? Who plays Jason in this one? It's not Ken Hodder. Nick Cut? Is it? Who's... It is, forgive me, I should know this, is um, Richard Brooker. Okay, very, very good, Jason. Yeah, really good, really big. Mm, really Foreboding. However, the one bit that really freaked me out was the kind of sting at the end where you think, oh yeah, she's killed him. She does the old thing, like in the first movie, she goes down to the canoe, gets in the canoe. She's like drifting. And even then, like, remember, she's been through like an ordeal, like to the worst case. She's witnessed all those people die, like literally ran cat and mouse for hours, it felt like. And then literally is on this canoe. And then when she looks up and that bit where he's peering through the window, fucking, oh, it really freaked me out. And he's like looking out the window like, and he's moving his head like, where is she? Where is she? It's fucking horrible. And he smashes through the door. And then obviously it fucking duped us, didn't it? Cause yeah, I didn't know the idea. I, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, All right. Just freaky Fri- that bit. Oh. Friday the 14th, final chapter. A different Friday the 13th. Hang on a minute. Do you want me to do some Matt's facts before we move on to the next one? I want you to do Matt's facts all of at the end. Oh, fucking hell, really? Yeah. Okay, all right. All at the end, please. All right. Hold your, hold your horses. All right. Getting excited. Friday the 13th final chapter. This has Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman in. Say no more. Yeah. And we're back to almost telling 
the tale I, of of Jason, I feel in this one. It, the the third one sort of like is a bit. It's uh, it even though it's like in tandem and he's walking his way around the lake. This one feels back into the sort of like the tale of it all. Um, it very much follows on from what's what's happening in the third one. But it's, it's still it's, a, it's, it's I think it's two days later. Yeah, and it's back to brutality as well. Back, you know, the brutality is ups in this one. I feel we're back to nudity as well. <laughs> I thought you'd love like that one about this. And it's, I'll tell you, I will say something right. Friday the Thirteenth, right? And this is going to sound really, really bad. Is the whole franchise? They're really good at p- picking really beautiful girls, and that that's really sexist and horrible. But I yeah. can't just. I'm not objectifying. I'm just making a statement. That they're pretty, pretty, pretty in this one. They they picked a lot of good-looking girls because they obviously realised good-looking girls makes cash. Well, there's that, but they upped the amount of people as well. Yeah, they really did up. There was a, yeah. there was like at least what two part. It felt like there was two parties going on, and then a whole other house as well. We get, but this has got some incredible moments in it. I mean, Crispin Glover for one. Those dance moves are just like don't do not forget chain about gordon the dog the golden retriever gets chucked out the window bless him god god rest don't see him die though you see you see that you see him jump (laughs) he jumps out of that window (laughs) a lot of slow-mos a lot of slow-mos in this one yeah so Um, so this 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 one is the one basically where they all like there's a group of kids they're all going they've rented out a house and opposite them is a family that live in the house which is the little boy Corey Fowlman and his mum and his and his fit sister. What? Um, and yeah, and they kind of uh, get involved. The the sister gets involved with the kids over the road, and she meets them. Well, she gets involved with the drifter because there's a drifter oh, in this as well. <laughs> that guy I forgot about him. Don't forget, there's a drifter, and there's also um, a couple of like twins tw- twins that they meet yeah. haplessly. So we got like six that are in a station wagon, the two twins that drifter. More people. It's like a lot of a lot going on in this. But the drifter um, is a bit weird because like they're like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just hunting. What are you hunting? Bear. It's like whatever. Yeah, he's he's looking for. We know who he's looking for. Um, but there's some weird like, like choices in this. We got Tom Savini as the um uh, as the man in this as well. He's back. To doing... Why is that a weird choice? No, so just some, there are some weird choices. Yeah. Okay. I, the two did, the two, two different But there was a moment which I, I, I want to run past you. When they're doing the nudie swimming, and. Uh, <laughs> Why you know, did I guess it was going to be this? <laughs> skinny dipping. The skinny dipping. And then it, the rope that wasn't high enough, so they kept hitting their asses on the, on the, on the lake. <laughs> but one of them was being a knob and like not going in the water. And okay. then. Uh, mate, there was a bit of a weird moment where they sort of like they they go to the shot where she she gets pulled in by a mate and it looks like you know it's like, oh that whole bit about Jason pull him in but it's not it's not a hit, it's not Jason and it's her mate but it's, yeah. it was a dummy the the bit there was a bit before she gets pulled in and the the was person it, dummy I thought it was just her with her eyes open like it, it looked, I'm, have to, I'm gonna watch it one more time because it looks like an actual I thought I thought you would have rewound it and watched it about seven <laughs> times anyway, mate. <laughs> I will do that. But yeah, that was a bit weird. But then we get like the party going on and what? Crispin Glover's dancing. 
they they were incredible because not only can he do a little bit of it's the know. weirdest thing i've ever seen in a movie it's like it's almost like he's making a sandwich or something when he's dancing it's so weird it's it's he's a he he applies himself to the roles. He's an actor who applies himself to roles. Let's let's say that. So he's gone away. He's created a character. He's literally he's... George McFly. Let's mm. put it blunt. Yeah, but, slightly younger George McFly. But he's he's just gone right. What, this is what my character is, and my character is this like weird, un, unassuming guy who That's a virgin can dance. <laughs> like he he does in a raven. I mean, he's ten years behind. You know, he's, he's ahead of himself. Time. Ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, his dance moves are ahead. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> weird one. But oh, yeah, man. so the so killing starts. So the killing starts, and yeah, ample amount of nudity, left, right, and center. That f- bit where someone was thrown on the car was incredible. There's a lot of there's I noticed in this one there is a lot of slow motion chucking through windows. There's about a four different of, people that get chucked through windows. A lot of stunts mm. in this one. The stunt work was absolutely incredible and they really, really focused on that. Um there's a lot of cannon fodder um for for uh Jason who's just going from kill to kill to kill. We didn't even mention the hospital to start with, because Jason's taken into hospital and, and kills the creepy coroner. Yeah, we get two kills right off the bat at the start. Mm. To add yeah. to the 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 number, which number. we'll talk about in a minute. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was just like some great bits in this. Wrong end of, you know, th- there's just some outstanding bits there. The bits with uh, Tommy, Corey Feldman, I think, are just yeah, like got, we got to talk about Tom Tommy because Tommy is obviously played by Corey Feldman. And he's massively into his monsters, isn't he? And his like props and kind of like geeky shit that beyond beyond that's way beyond his ability. Because there's no way he made any of that shit. Harryhausen shit. Sort of. Yeah, Harry, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. Ray Harryhausen. Like, and it's like Tom just... Savini's just gone in there and go, yeah, you can take that <laughs> one, that one, that one, use that and put it in his bedroom. Yeah, and he 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 pulls the drifter into his bedroom as well. I thought that's, that was a bit. That's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like it you describe. We we haven't even talked about the drifter, really. Should we should we address the drifter, Rob? Rob, I don't really know what to say about Rob. So so Rob confesses with uh, our lead and tells her that obviously he's a brother of a victim. Now I looked this up because I wanted to check it out, see if his story checked out. <laughs> so he is Rob Dyer, the brother of a victim called Sandra Dyer from Part Two. Ooh, lovely connection. True. So I like I like that little connection, but still completely random. Yeah, it's completely random. That is like, yeah, I got a she killed he killed my sister, and now I'm going to kick his ass. And he was absolutely pathetic. We know who did the the ass kicking. It was Trish, Tommy's sister. <laughs> That was it, yeah. Definitely. Played by Kimberly Beck. Um, and she was great. Um, she didn't do any too smooching. She did some great stunt work. Or maybe she had a good stunt double. She was the one who went through the fucking window. That's right. Like, onto her back. Mm, yeah. Right? That was fucking ace. Um, Is that one where you can kind of see the bounce as she hits You can the see, yeah, you can see the guy. Even though, even so, it was still fucking awesome to mm. watch. 
but she does again she kicks his ass even further than the than the one before strong women in horror that's what i'm saying yes she takes she yeah. makes some because before he got a dent he's got an axe in the head um so you can see that in this one he gets his you know the hand yeah well no before that let's not forget hammer time where she's literally <laughs> fucking hammering the fuck out of his face. I fucking know. <laughs> and it's stuck With the in his wrong head. end. Yeah. She decides that it's the wrong end. The spiky end. end. She yeah. decides that it's like, she just goes, this ain't doing anything. So she turns it around and claws him in the neck. <laughs> yeah, like full on claw. But like, this is the, the, the weird thing, right? Because like, obviously Jason is running after Trish and Tommy. Yeah. So at one point he's like fully nearly steals Tommy out when he breaks through the window and stuff. But there's a moment on the landing where you've not really seen this from Jason before. And this is interesting because he's given a choice. It's like, does he take one way and he gets the kid or does he go out the other way and go after the girl? And mm. he's like, he don't know what to do. Cause he's like, it's really weird. It's like a really strange moment on the top. And he decides to go after her. And I was like, he's not pedo my god (laughs) don't be chasing the pedo (laughs) indiscriminate killing um but yeah she makes good use of that machete yeah Um, that this like like three with the machete split this the scene you just talked about the hand split fucking brilliant yeah incredible tom savinia is best mate it's just like oh my word and and so so good we're back to slow-mo cam with Tommy just fucking making sure that he's finished his job after cutting his hair to look like Jason. He, uh, suppose. Did you notice as well, <clears throat> you know, when, when he goes down on the floor and he's like attacking Trish and Tommy comes up behind him, um, that he's like, Jason's actually making noise for a change. This is the first movie I've seen jason actually making noise because he's like like he's like an animal man and then fuck me that machete through the head i mean we spoke about it before best kills haven't we yeah but fuck, i was like whoa it's like that is visceral yeah it really really is and and um also it's just like the next bit afterwards as well where Tommy is just literally going to town. Psycho Tommy, I wrote down. Yeah, it's, and it's the slow mo, and it's fucking, it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely nuts. What I want to ask you, what did you think about the um, obviously Tommy's quick thinking, and he thinks, ah, I'm going to go and put makeup on to make me look like him, like <laughs> to relate to him. It's a bit weird because obviously they've taken the kind of thing with, is it the yeah the first one where she knows it the second one where she puts the mum's jumper on and pretends mm. to be the mum isn't it she's like jason it's your mum which was brilliant which i loved um but it's kind of taken that trope again it's that psychological thing isn't it that they're, they're messing with him again yeah it, it was um it's quite nuts and i really did enjoy that bit it really stuck out and it, these two to watching these two together was great it made me want to rewatch them again and again to be honest i'm like they are fucking like and it's it's and uh, I understand why I like this franchise a lot more than Halloween. I know why you like this franchise a lot more than Halloween. There's two reasons, <laughs> but it's just like it doesn't mess about. I mean, you couldn't no. you couldn't just take oh, I'm going to take ten years later take it, right I'm going to pinch from one and 
and it, it, nah, it all follows suit. It's just done around a massive lake. It's fucking. It works. It works. Um, but I don't know. And Jason was done great. He's played by Steve Dash in this one. He's fucking again an absolute monster. Um, yeah, I don't, it's just like one of those things. I don't know what it is with Friday Fates, but I think they are my favourite ones. Like because it's just like the inventive kills and and the special effects are just second to none on them. And it's just like I don't know. There's something that captures about the time it's just so and they just they just sometimes you just don't know where they're going you just think they make some weird choices in a good way yeah and that's what i like about it and it's just like you can't you can't just go oh yeah that one's the same as the other one they all have their own little stamp he just keeps moving forwards and just like wanting to get the kill wanting to kill next he doesn't in in these ones he doesn't really creep he doesn't mind having a run he's just a killer he just kills. Just wants to kill. However, I do like the way he lets them fuck before he kills them. He's Poor old Kristen Glover. Glover um, loses his V cards just before. It, and he's well happy, isn't he? He's not a dead fuck. He's like, he's spectacular. He's brilliant. And he's like, oh, so happy. He goes downstairs, doesn't he? <laughs> and then he gets fucking corkscrewed. He has a screw, then he gets fucking screwed. That was nice. Where's the corkscrew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh just that but at least you know they all get their kind of like at least they all get their rocks off before they die liked it liked it a lot at least he's not an asshole at least he doesn't you know do it during <laughs> let's have a buttload of matt's facts on these oh my god boys are you ready for this mate monster come on you are. so i'll start off with with part three's facts first um, to prevent the film's plot from being leaked, the production used the fake title Crystal Japan after David uh, David Bowie's song. This began an on-again, off-again tradition of giving Friday the 13th films David Bowie song titles during the filming. <laughs> <clears throat> I love this. I wish I could watch it right. The Royal Independent Movie Theatre in Toronto, Canada, which closed in 2006 had owned one of the few copies of the movie in its original 3D format that they used to screen the film once every year at Halloween. Fuck me, would I love to watch that. Like, can you imagine if they brought it back in 4DX? Like, oh, I'd go all day. Yeah, all day. Martin J. Uh, sorry, Martin J. Sadoff, the film's 3D effects supervisor, is responsible for coming up with Jason's trademark hockey mask. Sadoff always kept a bag with him full of hockey gear on set because he was he was an avid hockey fan. While testing potential masks to use for Jason, he pulled out a Detroit Red Wings goalie mask for the test. Director Steve Miner loved the look and after making some modifications to the mask, decided to use it in the film. I thought that was quite an interesting thing. Um, the film made, as the film made, um, 37 million dollars with a budget of four million dollars it's nice it's made a bank so part three is the only friday the 13th film in which none of the characters actually say the name jason maybe it's because of part three takes place one day after part two and jason's legendary slasher exploits are effectively still developing over a long weekend at that point yeah that's what i'm saying because it's like it felt like it was just like almost a, not a separate but just another story that it worked even though it was part yeah. of the tale it didn't feel like whereas like the the fourth one they started with the tale yeah the, the lore 
Yeah. Yeah. The law. It's it cool. I still got a few more on this one. Um, uh, Debbie, Tracy Savage, death in the film via machete through the chest from below is a clear homage from the infamous death of Kevin Bacon in the first film. In fact, they reused Tom Savini's effect from the first film to achieve the shot. So it's basically a recreation of the Bacon death scene with the victim's gender switched and a hammock exchanged for a bed. However, before Debbie dies, she's reading Fangoria magazine. And not only that, the audience can definitely tell it's an issue of Fangoria, whose cover touts an article about Tom Savini. Nice. <laughs> the body count in this movie. Now, this this is a bit weird, and I don't know where this is at, but the body count says 12 to 13, counting Debbie's unborn child. Was oh, Debbie pregnant? Yes, they did mention it loosely at the um, at the start when they were in the in the van. I think that she was pregnant, but they didn't really. That's where I thought like she might have been the. Uh, I can't remember that bit. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow. That's um. Because I thought that's where I thought that he'd done the business. Because like they only said he was pregnant, but it was a different woman. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's not let's not ruin it. <laughs> Right, you ready for some uh, part four? Yes. Right, at around 35 minutes in, the strange dance which Jimbo performs at the party was con- contributed by actor Crispin Clover and was based on the eccentric way he actually danced in clubs, which fucking hats off to him. On the set, he was dancing to Black, Back in Black by ACDC as the scene, scene was filmed. In the film, however, it was an inversion of Love is Lie by Lion was dubbed in the scene. I'd love to just play that scene, but play black and back and black over to see if it actually matches up. It'd be interesting. Um, well, but there's no air guitars. <laughs> yeah. Um, at around nine minutes in, um, the nurse's name tag reads R. Morgan, R.N., in a homage to actress Robbie Morgan, who played Anne in Friday the 13th in 1980. Mm. On a budget... Of 1.8 million, the film made 32 million at the box office. So again, made a lot of money. It has been suggested that the only reason Tom Savini worked as a makeup artist on this film was so he could accurately age and properly kill the character he created from the first film. Well, that's very interesting. Very cool. So this is a bit of a long one. So get ready for this, right? So it's played for humour throughout final the final chapter that young Tommy Jarvis Feldman is suddenly surrounded by horny teenagers renting a cabin. He can see into the, in from into his own. We didn't even talk about that. Or young Tommy peeping Tom. So he can see into the, he can see into the other house from his own house. However, the reality of the situation is that those actresses were indeed very or partially naked. And Corey Feldman was still young enough that, Eric Anderson and Kimberly Beck took him trick-or-treating for the first day of filming since it happened to be October 31st in 1983. So they shielded the 12-year-old Falman from most of the bad stuff using tricky editing when necessary. What they could not control was the power of the low-cut top sans bra underneath. According to Falman, in the scene which Judy Aronson's character bends over to greet Tommy uh, to, to pet his dog, Unbeknownst to anyone but Falman, he could see down her low-cut top. So he's a little perv. Bloody Rob- perv. Legend. 
this is quite funny so rob the hunter was originally supposed to have high-tech equipment which he'd used to track jason but the props for this for this looked cheap and the idea was scrapped thank fuck last couple tracy jarvis right this is a really interesting one the fate and death would have been more further explained in a deleted scene so uh that had been cut out of the film an alternative an alternative ending to the film included the 2000 included on the 2009 deluxe edition dvd shows a dream sequence where trish and tommy wake up the next morning after killing jason to the sound of police sirens trish sends tommy to summon the police who have arrived next door at that point she she notices water dripping from the ceiling and goes to investigate she enters up the upstairs bathroom and finds the body of her mother floating in the tub full of bloody water trish lifts her mother out of the tub prompting tracy's eyes to reopen revealing them to be solid white and devoid of irises jason suddenly appears from behind the bathroom door and prepares to attack trish Trish then suddenly wakes up in a hospital and that is the ending to the first movie. Bloody hell. So they, they were going to put that in, but they didn't. And this has a body count of 14. So pretty much the same as the first one, which I thought there was more body count. But Oh, very yeah. fucking cool. Oh, mate, that's good. That's quality. They, they, they're fucking great. They're, honestly, they're so rewatchable as well. I, I love them. I, yeah. I, I literally, I can't, I can't. Like, I don't know. It's just not, you know, so far I haven't seen a bad one. No. Well, I don't think I will. No. What, what would you rate them? Oh, mate. I don't know. I, I absolutely love them. Go on, what, what would you rate part three? It's eight apiece for me. Eight apiece? I'd eight say apiece. for me, I... Because, I mean, yeah, eight apiece. <sighs> See, I, I think I love them more. I think I'd go nine apiece. Like, I love them, man. They're no, so cool. It's just like there's the kills, everything. It's just like, yeah, it doesn't need yeah. to be complex. Fuck it. It doesn't need what, to be complex. Draw one last breath, nine out of ten for both. Awesome. <laughs> All right, then. Um, after we're not doing two again, that was fucking hard. Uh, what you got? What you got? You sure pick? So. Let's hear it. So this this may be controversial. However, again, again. <laughs> I really, really want to watch this movie, and apparently, it's meant to be really good. Now, the controversial thing about it is that we haven't seen the second, and I don't want to watch the second. You've seen the second, and I don't want to watch the second. So we're going to skip the second because it's crap. But I am going to pick The Exorcist Three. I mean, I'm happy. I do want to see. It. I've got it on DVD. So that's the her the heretic. No. What's it called? What's the third one called? Awakening or something like that. No, I think it's just called Exodus Three. All right, I'm game. I mean, I've always wanted to see this, so I'd and they're both right. Two and three are both prequels, right? I've not seen three. Scar. They both got Scarsgard. I thought in them in my head. I can't remember. I'm, I'm well up for this. I think it's. I've heard that it's fucking crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Exorcist free. Can watch any of them. They don't need. So, I've got that box. Just set. the Exorcist free. I haven't got that arrow box set. That's beautiful. Oh, you bastard! That's lovely. Ah, oh, very good. 
Okay. Um, I am very much looking forward to this. I've seen some, I've seen one scene from it. So this is set 15 years after the events of the first film. Oh, so okay. The second. Brilliant, because I think the second mm-hmm. one's a prequel. Brilliant. Fantastic. Exodus 3. Cannot wait. That is uh, episode 140 done. Thank you so much for all listening, collaborating. Come and talk to us on social media. More of that, please. Come and have a conversation. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, we have missed Mr. Geordie Paul, unfortunately. We really have, but we're gonna have. We've got his thoughts in in there as well to to, to add. So it's gonna sound weird, but there you go. Maybe we'll just stick him on the end as punishment. Um, but there. <laughs> moving on to episode one four one, we have got a couple of treats. There's um Five Nights at Freddy, which everyone keeps on raving about. <laughs> I think we're going to do a film called It Lives Inside as long as we can find it. Let's do it. Um, Back for another something to scream about. And then Matt has just pulled The Exorcist Free for our movie from the vault. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast. Instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com.